Should I go on holiday on my own? I really don't know if it's the right thing to do. Is it a loser? Am I a loser if I go on holiday on my own? Um, oh, I just think like maybe it's stupid if I go on holiday by myself. Like, oh, I can't book a holiday by myself. I mean, what's the alternative? Oh, I know. Not go on holiday. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Famous with a Baby, where we discuss, should you go on holiday by yourself in your 40s? It's a terrible idea, mate. It's absolutely awful. You, you're going to have the most horrific time. Don't do it. Are you ridiculous? Shouldn't you be at home looking after the family? Don't you think you should be doing that? Shouldn't you be at home taking care of shit, putting a load on? Shouldn't you be doing that, mate? <laughs> In your 40s? <laughs> absolutely no fucking way, mate. I'm here to tell you why you should absolutely book that trip away and book it by yourself. And actually, why? There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing date nights, going out, doing everything that you would normally do with friends or a couple completely on your tod. So, I have for a long time done one-woman shows, which are comedy anthemic party shows, where it's very much been for the girls and the gays, and everybody's very welcome and very inclusive. It's something that I really pride myself on with my shows. It's something that I make sure that everyone feels really lovely and gorgeous, and that's the idea. I'm dancing on stage as audiences come in, because you're in my house now, right? It's always something that I felt very... Um, uh, precious about actually it's always been something that's really important to me that like I really care about my shows that much that I want that and w- once a year I throw a valentine's party and what this is is I do my stand-up show and then we clear the dance floor we have a dj and we have an epic after party of r&b hip-hop and 90s power ballads and 80s rock anthems share lady gaga beanie man yes my friend beyonce like oh, who, who else whoever you want whoever you want to sing along to belinda carlisle we play it mate right we play it right we play it um it's always a really amazing night and it's a very uh celebratory night it's a really like fun fun night and over the years i've had many people dm me and they say would it be weird to come by myself and i always tell them every single one absolutely not so many people come to my shows on their own so many women and men come to their shows on my own you can come with your boyfriend you can come with your girlfriend you can come with your besties you can come with your mom you can come with your dad they're my favorite um but coming along on your own you are so welcome and so included and it's such a fun night like you feel great and i i love that for people and i am somebody that has been single much more often than I've been in a relationship. And in fact, I can't think of a time where I've actually been on a date with a guy. Like, it's been that long. I don't even know. Or even in a relationship, going out for dinner with a man. Like, I don't even remember it. I go out for dinner with friends. I've gone out for dinner with colleagues. I've done that. But going out on a date with a man, very, very seldom. But do you know what I do do very often? Do you know what I do do very often that I have far too much fun at? Is go out for dinner by myself. Now, admittedly, you won't find me doing it in the UK very often unless it's on a, like a lunch break or in between things or I'm killing some time. But I have taken myself out for dinner before. I've also taken myself out to the cinema by myself before and gone to watch a film. And I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, it's not, it's nothing in the cinema, isn't it? Because it's all dark. Nobody can see you anybody. It's not that like anybody cares. So go to the cinema by yourself. Enjoy a movie by yourself. Take yourself out on a date night. And I've never been the kind of person that's had like a big group of friends. Like growing up, I remember like lots of, there was groups in schools and like I had friends with different people and it was great, but I never had like one group that I belonged to. And I've got a friend of mine who's amazing. She belongs to so many different groups and they always go on different holidays. And that's never been me. Like I'm a very much one-on-one kind of person. I like it like that. And when the opportunity comes up where you kind of go like, I've got a break and I've got some cash, like... I am in a position to book a holiday, but oh, I can't because I'm on my own. I don't, I don't really want to go on holiday on my own. 
And I get it. I get the feeling of feeling like an idiot or feeling like a loser or feeling like a failure because you're going on holiday by yourself. But please don't. And I'm not talking about traveling. Traveling is one thing to go traveling alone. This kind of is cool to go traveling alone, right? It's kind of cool to go traveling alone because you're on like an eat, pray, love adventure. You're finding yourself, all of this. But to go on holiday by yourself feels a bit weird. But I would argue that the two are the same things, mate. It's just how you frame it. It's just how you frame it. So earlier this year, I packed up all my things and I made myself my three promises. I filmed my special, I booked Edinburgh and I went on a three month tour of Europe. Now I'm very lucky because I can do comedy. So I love stand up. And for me, stand-up feels like home so wherever I can go to a comedy club I feel like home what's amazing is that I can be in a stand-up comedy club in Berlin or in Hamburg or in Paris or in London and it will feel like home so I naturally gravitate towards those places when I go away so I find having something that you can kind of lock into really fucking helps right and for me I had comedy and otherwise I would not have the opportunity to go for three months I spent three months traveling around Europe. It was not something that was ever on a wish list. It was not something that I ever planned. And I did it and I had the time of my life. I loved it. And I want to share with you some thoughts and some of my experiences and some advice, some do's and maybe just think abouts rather than do nots, just think abouts to encourage you to go ahead to book that trip. So I kind of want to start the story near the end of my trip where I found myself in Krakow and I stayed in this beautiful uh, suite in this gorgeous hotel in Krakow in Poland. So the day before I went out by myself uh, for a meal, it was a Friday night and town was really busy and I was kind of looking around and seeing everybody was really busy and I was like, oh wow, there's like lots of people around, like it's very busy, like it would be so cool to be part of it. But equally I was quite happy just to walk around the town and take it all in, enjoy it. The weather's really nice, people are out drinking, like it's beautiful, like people are out sat and eating and everything, it's gorgeous. And I took Bernie with me, and I love Bernie, and Bernie kept me great company, and I thought, you know what I'll do is uh, I'll go home to hang out with Bernie, but then um, uh, tomorrow night I'll, I'll go out again, or maybe I'll come back out. Like, I'll go home, then I'll come back out, maybe go home, refresh, get changed, and come back out again, because I've been wearing what I've been wearing all day. And I passed these lads, these British boys, right? They were northern, and they were heckling this young Polish girl. So this young Polish girl walked by, she looked really young, and they were like, get your tits out, get your tits out. And I was like, oh, mortifying, like, this is horrible. And I just watched them heckle this girl. And they were, like, laughing and joking, and she was Polish, she swore at them in Polish or something, and they were, like, laughing and, like, get your tits out. And I w- went up to them, I was like, boys, check yourselves, you're embarrassing. This is Im- you're embarrassing yourselves, don't fucking shout out shit like that, a girl. And they were like, oh, who are you, who are you, oh, you're English, you're English. And uh, we got talking, I started speaking to them, and they were talking, and they seemed harmless enough, right? They were just guys that were drunk, they were off their face, their eyeballs were absolutely mashed, they were off their face, and they were like, what are you doing out here, what are you doing out here? And I was like, oh, I'm, um, I'm on holiday. They were like, what, what, by yourself? I was like, yeah, on my own. They were like, oh, you're going through a divorce or something? And I didn't get what that meant. At the time, I was like, what do you mean am I going through a divorce? Why would I? Oh, you think I'm having a nervous breakdown because I'm going, uh, they're like, how old are you, 45? I was like, no, I'm 40. You're going through a divorce or something? And you go, oh, great. Okay, thank you. And then they were like, so what do you do for a living? I said, I'm actually here. I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm doing comedy. Well, we've never heard of you. Can't be a very good one if you've never heard of you. And that was my Achilles heel of that fear of my worst nightmare or my worst fears that I'm 40 and I'm a failure because I'm not married. I haven't got kids and my careers are fucking like not where I want it to be. And these random strangers that I do not know hurt my feelings and I got hurt by it, right? And as I left, obviously I flashed them because I had to, <laughs> I didn't flash them. As I left, I went home and I was like, they're fucking idiots. These are men that are heckling a woman down the street. And yet you're getting upset because they've had a go at you, ask you for divorced and that they don't know you. They've never heard about you, so you can't be that good. 
and you know when you think of a comeback later so later i was like i fucking know. i thought of a comeback but it, took, it came like half an hour too late but i saw the context that i met these boys in and yet i was still offended by what they said to me like it still kind of hurt my feelings i felt a bit shit about it and i hated that i let the opinion of these strangers upset me right because in a comedy club you can handle a heckle in a comedy club you're ready for it you're not ready for it when you're walking down the street about to go home to your dog right after just having a lovely time walking around fucking um Krakow or dangsko everywhere just taking it all in and so the next day, I thought, you know what? I'm going to fucking take myself out on a date. I, I know who I am. I know what I've done. And I got really dressed up to the nines. And I took myself out to a really bougie restaurant, to a Michelin-style restaurant, where I had a five-course meal, two porn-star martinis. It cost me 80 euros, including a tip. And when I tell you it was one of the best meals of my life, I actually did an Instagram post about it. And it's had lots and lots of traction. And it's just talking about being 40 and on your own on a holiday and how much that feels weird to do that when, when men comment on their opinion of, of what success should look like at 40. And it's actually society's expectation of what you should look like at 40, that you shouldn't be a woman out on your own at 40, that you should be settled down, that you should be at home. Is that what you would rather? Is that what you would rather that we were doing? And actually, there's a great ownership and a freedom in taking that and being like, actually, I love it. I love what I'm doing. I love my freedom. Because I haven't got children at home, I am able to leave at any point. Because I'm not tied to a relationship, I can go anywhere in the world and see whoever I want and talk to whoever I want. Hopefully in the right relationship, you could do that anyway. But I can do all of those things. So rather than looking at what we can't do or what we haven't got, let's focus on what we can because of our position. And so that's kind of what I want to talk to you a bit about today. So book a trip by yourself. But here are some things that I found really useful. So for a long time, I found it very difficult to uh, engage in change. I feel my, like my nervous system was dysregulated and I couldn't handle stress. I was keeping myself very safe. I was staying home more often, especially after lockdown. I'm sure many of us felt this way. Being in crowds or people or out and about just felt a little bit like, oh, I want to go home now. I want to go home now. I want to go home now. And it kind of increased in anxiety. right? I think collectively we had lots of people feeling very, very anxious after lockdown navigating the new world going back out there again and that makes you feel quite stagnant and to feel quite stagnant you end up feeling quite bitter and like shit right because you don't like where you're at but you're not doing anything to change it so to force yourself out of your comfort zone is really fucking good for you to force yourself to go out so I had a three-month trip planned right and it literally was my Achilles heel. So people think, how can you do stand-up? I find stand-up easy. What I find horrific is planning a trip, going somewhere I don't know to somewhere new and organising myself to be there and be okay with it and not sit in the corner rocking, panicking because I've arrived in Paris where everybody was like, oh, it's Paris, you have an amazing time. And not to feel like, oh, I just want to go home and sit in the corner and cry and have a bath and stroke my dog and listen to share songs. It's embracing the adventure. It's embracing change. And so what I did is I kind of had a map out of where I was going to go. So I knew the countries I was going to go to and the shows that I was going to go to. And when I went to the city, I was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take everything, um, everything that I'm capable of and do everything that I can handle as I can handle it. And that's it. And if you can't handle it, you go home. And here's where Bernie was amazing. Because I couldn't leave Bernie for more than four hours, I knew I'd only have to go out for a short period of time and then come back. Short period of time and come back. So I ended up booking the first few places. And so my first few places I had locked in. So before I even went away, I knew where I was going and I knew where I was going to stay. That was really good for me. Some people go without knowing where they're going and they work out. That was really good for me to have it booked in advance. And I booked a really nice little Airbnb. I booked it in, a, in an art district area of the city. 
So every place that I went to, I tried not to stay in the touristy bit. I tried to look for the art district bit. Where's the up and coming? Where's the newly gentrified or gentrified bit? Where are the comedy clubs based? Where are the museums? Not where the museums are, but where like the little local independent galleries? Where's the independent coffee shops? Where are those places? That's where I wanted to stay because I knew that's the kind of area I'd like to go look around. So that's what I did. And by having Bernie, I could come back regularly. And what I found is that I grew in confidence because I started going out every day. It's amazing what sunshine could do, number one. It's amazing what sunshine could do. But B, I went and did the touristy shit. So I went and saw the Eiffel Tower. But I went, I used TikTok and social media to be like, what's a really good angle of the Eiffel Tower? Where's to get the best croissant in Paris? Where do you get the best pastry in Paris? Where do you get the best club sandwich in Paris? And I made a point of being like, right, this afternoon, all I'm going to do is go find the best pastry shop in Paris and I'd went and I'd go and I'd go and discover it and I loved it it felt amazing to do something that was just so normal that's so fun that actually at home you don't get to do when do you have when do you get a day or an afternoon where you can dedicate to go find the best pastry shop in your city like when when does that ever happen it doesn't happen and what you start to do is you start to relax and you start to relax you start to regulate yourself you start to regulate your nervous system and on my travels, what I started doing, I stayed in a variety of places. So I stayed in, I stayed in really bougie places. I booked some really nice places. And then I stayed in some dumps, some horrific fucking dumps, like some horrible places, right, where there was no air con. It was really disgusting and you couldn't breathe because it was so hot and you had to stay outside in the corridor for many hours in the day just to keep your dog cool because it was so horrible. I stayed in tents. I slept in the car a couple of times because I couldn't find accommodation and it would stress me out and I'd pull my hair out and I'd call my sister crying going, I can't handle it, I need to come home I don't know what I'm doing I don't particularly want to be home but I can't handle here I just don't know how to handle here and all of those experiences are wonderful for you because all of those experiences where you feel uncomfortable where you feel stressed where you feel challenged where you feel nervous what you learn what you teach your body and you teach your nervous system is that I'm going to be safe I'm going to take care of the situation. I will get through this. So there were nights where I was staying places where I was like, I don't feel comfortable here. I don't like it. This feels horrible. And usually I would run away from that situation. And what I learned to do would be like, it's okay. You're going to be somewhere you're safe, you're healthy. As long as you're safe and healthy, you're going to book somewhere nicer in the next couple of days and stay somewhere really nice. And what I started doing is not putting myself in situations where I knew I'd feel uncomfortable. So if I did find myself in a place where I felt uncomfortable, what I started doing, rather than forcing myself to stay there to try and teach my nervous system a lesson, I was teaching my nervous system that I was safe by going, actually, this place doesn't work for me. I'd like a refund and I'm going to go somewhere else and I'll drive an extra hour. And yes, it will be a ball lake, but I was so much more comfortable when I got to the next place. And you can do that nobody you're on holiday you don't have to stick to a routine you don't have to stay somewhere just because you pre-booked it you don't have to if you don't feel safe you don't feel comfortable you just keep moving and by moving you uh, you allow yourself to teach yourself that you've got your own back but also you open yourself up to experiences because as many experiences as there'll be where it's stressful and it's scary and it's horrible and you you're nervous you will meet some incredible people have amazing conversations and be open to the universe to say hey i'm up for it like throw me an adventure let's fucking do shit i went to a water park by myself mate by myself i went down a kid's flume by myself i loved it i loved it why should I not do that just because I'm not in a relationship? Why should I not go on a five-star Michelin meal just because I'm not in a relationship? Why should I not go on a romantic boat trip just because I haven't got a boyfriend? I mean, I didn't do that last one. But that's not the point. I had a wonderful time. It was incredible. And I highly, highly recommend it. So here are some tips that I've got for you. Number one, just do it. doesn't matter if you haven't got a partner. Just do it. Go for it. Thingy. 
Number two, I would book the initial first few trips and then be open because you don't know who you're going to meet or where you're going to go or if you want to stay somewhere longer, be flexible. Nothing is set in stone. Everything can be flexible, right? Number three, yes, it will be terrifying. There'll be moments of absolute fear and you will shit yourself. That should not stop you from doing shit anyway. Like it's good to challenge yourself. Not to a place where you're scared or your life is in danger. I'm just talking about feeling like a bit uncomfortable or this is stressful. Just allow yourself to go teach yourself that you've got this shit, okay? It gives you that confidence because when you come home, you can handle anything. Um, There is nothing like being in another country and being the other and the outsider to ground you. (laughs) Yes, people will talk to you like you're like a fucking idiot. Yes, people will be absolute dickheads to you and you'll feel that fucking big, right? And then there'll be people that get it and are extra lovely to you because they get it. And it just gives you an empathy that I think everyone should have. I think it should be mandatory for everybody to go traveling. And I know like uh, people can't afford it and there's money and all those kind of issues. I I genuinely don't care. I think it should be put into the program of uh, school age that everybody, I think we would, I would, we would eliminate a lot of problems that we have in this country uh, with xenophobia and racism and all these fucking things of these othering of people if people just fucking travelled more if they were if they were more well travelled I think it does wonders for the soul and for the human being you're going to meet some incredible people you're going to see some incredible things and you're going to recognise that actually we are so much more similar we have so much more to fucking put us together than we do to divide us it's so obvious you go to any ga- art gallery anywhere in Europe or any museum and no matter what area of civilization or history you look at we care about the same things we care about the same things whether it's Victorian times whether it's the richest people in France whether it's fucking Egyptian times they immortalise the people they loved the people they care about life, death, love and animals cats dogs statues of statues of people with their animals that they have that's what i want i want i want i want to talk about napoleon's tomb but we'll talk about that another time because i talk about that in my show bitter napoleon's tomb is magnificent and just how we immortalize people that we love and care about and those things that we still that's things that affect us now who do we love who do we care about who do we lose animals now, I travel with Bernie. I love traveling with Bernie. I would absolutely do it again. It was wonderful. If you are traveling with a dog and you are using something like booking.com or any other kind of hotel website and they say it's pet friendly, just triple check because I found myself driving to Brussels and they were like, yeah, when we said it's pet friendly, it's pet under 15 kilos. That's a cat, mate. That's a fucking cat. So triple check with that. Um, I also, actually, by having Bernie, and I think this probably is the same if you have kids, I had a better standard of living. Because if it was just me travelling on my own, I'd end up sleeping on sofas. I mean, I would never sleep on a sofa, mate. Like, it's not my thing. I'll get a spare back. However, that's why I don't like camping. Like, I'd rather say, even if it's a travel lodge around the corner. But anyway, now I do like camp. Now I'm open to it. Now I've slept in the car a few times. I'm open to it. But by having the animal, by having my baby girl with me, I had to have somewhere that had aircon. I mean, apart from places that was broken. I had to have somewhere there gone. Had to have access to a garden. Had to have access to an outside space. All of these things. Um, book somewhere with a lift. Make sure if you're getting with a big dog and you're staying somewhere, check if they got a lift, especially in France because they don't have lifts and it doesn't come as standard. So actually, my standard of housing increased because I had Bernie with me. Um, the food. Oh my gosh, the food. Don't be a dick. Go and eat out. Go and enjoy yourself. You are on holiday. Enjoy it. Take it all in. Take your fucking time. Decompress. Um, don't mistake traveling solo for an excuse to be like I'm a soloist and now I'm going to be at home and stay on my own and do everything on my own no use the traveling solo to go and explore things use your situation to, to go and explore things to go do things on your own get dressed up take yourself on a date go to the theater go to an opera night go to a comedy night go and do things be open talk to people some people will think you're an idiot other people will welcome in you'll end up having a night of your life dancing all night long you will find adventure it is there waiting for you um 
Google pin on your maps is your friend. So if you um, park somewhere or stay somewhere, <laughs> make sure you pin it where you're staying as soon as you arrive so you can always find yourself back to that point. Uh, people can seem rude and abrupt. Let them, right? Laugh it off. You don't need this. People don't matter. It won't matter. It will not matter. Take my favorite th- t- travel tip with that I took with me was, I don't know if you can see it behind me, is a multiple plug socket. You know these multiple plug sockets where you just plug in the one and it's got like several outlets? Take one of those with you because you plug it into the foreign plug and then you put, you put all the UK plug into your UK thingy. 100% best travel tip that I ever got. Also, another thing that I would, um, by not planning it too much, there was a place that I went to. So I found myself, here's, I'll, ta- I'll finish on this last adventure and then um, I'll leave you guys to it. So I found myself heading towards Zurich and I slept in my car. Um, I bought all this tent gear, slept in my car, slept in the tent and I hated it. I was really, felt really anxious in the tent. I didn't enjoy it and I was in Zurich and I was like, I'm meant to be travelling. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. What do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And I was like, it's okay, just get yourself into a hotel. Just book yourself into a hotel. You don't have to be here. Get yourself into a hotel. So I managed to get a night in a hotel. And I was really anxious about it because it's Europe, it's really expensive. And I was like, just spend the money, be safe. Just spend the money, be safe. Deal with it tomorrow. Just get yourself somewhere safe. And I booked myself into this hotel in Zurich. And when I went there... I just wanted to curl up in a ball and just hide from the world. And I was like, no, find a comedy night. Find a comedy night. Get yourself home. Get yourself home. And I came across this comedy night called Failing in Love by a guy called Victor who's travelling Romanian who's doing amazing comedy nights around the world. And uh, he was doing a comedy night called Failing in Love and it was talking about like doing the sets about failed relationships. And so I emailed him on the off chance, just saying, I don't suppose I could do a five-minute spot, should I? And I didn't, I didn't want to do a five-minute spot, but I was like, just get yourself out. And I went into the five-minute spot at this comedy club, and I smashed it. I loved it. I had a great time. Got speaking to people. Felt so much better about being a Zurich. Really started to, <laughs> to open up, and I was like, actually, this is all right. I quite enjoyed this. Then got myself another gig. And at this other gig, I did the gig, really enjoyed it. And I said at the end of the gig, look, I haven't got anywhere to stay for the next few days, so if anyone's got any advice on where I can stay please let me know because I'd like to work it out. And I was feeling nervous and anxious about not having anywhere to stay, uh, but also kind of hopeful that somebody would go, oh, here's a good place. I'd recommend you travel to here. Here's a good place in Switzerland, travel to here. And this Irish woman called Alex came up to me and she gave me a number and she said, hey, why don't you stay with me? I've got a one bed flat. You can stay with me. Uh, give me a call tomorrow morning. And I was like, oh, I don't know, that's very lovely, but I don't know if I want to stay in this woman's one-bed flat. Like, is that weird? She's like, I've got a bed next to the bed in my one-bed flat. And I was like, oh, this sounds strange. I don't know about that, but, like, I don't know, I don't know. And a major part of me would be like, no, 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 just stay safe, stay safe, stay safe. just no, 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 stick with what you know, stick with what you know, stick with what you know. And the other part of me was like, or just try it, or just, okay, maybe don't stay. But why do you go meet her for a coffee? And I went to meet her for a coffee and I went to her flat. And you know when you walk into somebody's house and you go, oh, I'm home. It was the most beautiful house, most beautiful flat, massive bedroom laid out and it was partitioned. So it was like two rooms and there was a bed in the second room. And I immediately exhaled and she was like, you can stay here. And I stayed for a couple of nights and I had a wonderful time with her. And I didn't know this woman. She was a stranger to me. And I had a wonderful time with this woman. She was amazing. I felt so at home. I felt so loved. I felt amazing. And I was like, this is so nice. I was like, I would love to go explore Switzerland. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to stay. It's really expensive. She said, oh, I've got a camper van. Why don't you buy my camper van? When does this happen? Who does this fucking happen to, mate? So... We went and got a camper van, and I've never driven a camper van before. And this stranger, who did not know me from Adam, lent me her camper van, and I spent a week travelling around Switzerland, uh, and I absolutely loved it. I had the most incredible time, and I want to leave you with this incredible experience. I googled on Google Maps a beautiful lake that looked crystal crystal clear blue. It was about two hours away. 
And so I drove myself up to this lake, and what I didn't realise is that you actually need to get a car, you know, one of those um, aeroplane uh, cabins that you have to get, you know what I mean. And so I got there with Bernie, and I got up in the cabin, and I was like, oh, so you can't park by the lake, never mind, you have to go up this, you know, whatever. I went to see the lake, it was stunning. And what was stunning about Switzerland is you've got the ice, you've got the ice-covered mountains with 30-degree heat and the clearest blue water, and then just stunning, like, it's just stunning, right? And I came down from the lake and I was like, oh, where am I going to go now? And I drove all the way th- d- down the bottom of this mountain. It was circular, like, you know, one of those cartoons of a circular mountain when you're terrified. And I started driving down to the bottom of the mountain. And at the top near where the lake was, there was like a little bar that looked nice. And it had like a nice view. And then there's a little parking area where it said no camping. And then on the next ring in the mountain, there were it didn't have an air, a sign that said no parking, but it had this incredible view. And I thought, oh, that's nice. I thought I could stop here, maybe stay the night. And I thought, no, 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 be safe, be safe, be safe. And so I kept going down the mountain. And it took me about 50 minutes to get to the bottom. And I couldn't stop thinking about that spot that I'd had. I couldn't stop thinking about that spot. And I thought, right, this holiday is not planned. It's not booked. You have nowhere to go. If you want to, you could just turn back round and go back to that spot, go back to that pub and just have a look. You don't have to stay there if you don't like it, but just have a look. So I went back, went all the way up to the mountain, went to the bar. They were closing, but she had some uh, dumplings that she made me that were delicious. And then as I started coming down to that, to that clear way again, to that, to that clearing again, there was a girl in a van that was there that was staying the night and she was French and two boys pulled up and they were staying there and they were, I can't remember where they were from. Uh, I want to say somewhere in Germany, I'm not sure. And they seemed cool as fuck and they were lovely and I pulled up and we were talking and then the three of us decided to camp there for the night and I slept, uh, well I didn't sleep, but I went to bed with my back doors open overlooking snowy covered mountains and there was a stream and it was the most beautiful stream. I had a bath in the stream. The water was so crystal. I drank the water. I have never tasted such delicious water in my life. It was incredible. I was at one with nature and I loved it. It was incredible. And it was a memory that I'm so glad that I had. And I had it because I trusted myself and I went back and was like, actually, you can do this. And I just think there's magic and opportunities and experiences for you to enjoy that I would hate for you to miss out on because I get it. We do all need to feel safe. It's a fundamental need and drive to feel safe and feel secure. Um, But actually, sometimes if we can be, that can go into overdrive and it can get stuck in a bit of a glitch. And you can still be safe and secure, but you can challenge yourself, put yourself out of your comfort zone and go and experience some of the natural beauty that the world has to offer and meet some incredible people. So, those are my thoughts. Travel alone. Go do it. Book it. Just get it done, mate. Just do it, okay? 100%. Do it. Because for all the dickheads that you'll meet and all the shitty things that will happen, there'll be 10 times more better things. There'll be 10 times better people, 10 times better experiences, 10 times better things. And the food. Oh, my God, the food. Right, this has gone on way longer than it needs to. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Big love. Oh, what do I need to sponsor this? And this... This episode is sponsored by, oh, my jewellery. Look, this is what I bought in Poland. Here you go. I'm showing, um, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm showing my beautiful amber necklace that I bought in a little independent jewellery shop in Poland. It's stunning. And it's my little lucky, it's my little lucky necklace. And I bought this in a, in a shop in, where was I when I bought this? I was in Poznan, I think. Uh, did I buy this in Poznan? Yeah, it must have been Poznan. 
It's where they're having all the building work. Yeah, it's Poznan. If you haven't been to Poznan, it's beautiful. Don't be fooled by its little place, mate. It's beautiful. Go, 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 go. Thank you for listening. Speak to you next time. Big love. Bye. <laughs>